Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. By way of quick review, the entire middle section of the book of Revelation is given to three sets of judgments. The first are the seals, which we've covered, and now in chapter 8, we're introduced to four of the seven trumpets, and then finally, the bowl judgments. So the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls, and this three sets of judgments make up the bulk of the center section of the book of Revelation. In chapter 8, we're going to be introduced to the first four of the trumpet judgments, and then we're going to, in chapter 9, see the fifth and sixth trumpet judgments. We're going to have a pause, an interlude, and finally the seventh trumpet in Revelation chapter 11. So when the seventh seal is opened, remember, the seals, the trumpets, the bulls, it seems in a sense that the trumpets were condensed into this seventh seal. So when the seals end, the trumpets begin. And these trumpet judgments are terrifying judgments that come upon the earth, somewhat similar to the judgments upon Egypt during the time of Moses. And it seems that the earth and creation, in a certain sense, is becoming undone. Judgments on all green things, judgments on the waters, judgments on the seas. But remember, even though it seems like everything in the world is spinning out of control, the Lamb is still in full control of history. He is the one sending these judgments. We began chapter 8 with the silence for a brief period before the trumpets began, and the Old Testament often associates silence with impending divine judgment. And then it says, and I saw the seven angels, and in the Greek, it's a very definite article, so it's talking about seven specific angels, and these are most likely the seven archangels that were very well known in Jewish thought at the time of Christ, and they are named specifically in a popular religious work by the name of First Enoch, and First Enoch names the seven archangels, and in the couple centuries before Christ, First Enoch was very widely read and understood. And so we're probably looking at here the seven archangels standing before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. I'm very indebted to a scholar by the name of G.K. Beale and his commentary on Revelation because he keeps pushing the one trying to understand this book back to the Old Testament 
to understand the roots of the imagery in the book of Revelation from the Old Testament scriptures rather than simply cooking up some picture in your mind and then saying this is what it's talking about. And here's something very interesting. What do you think these seven trumpets announcing judgment would have as far as its Old Testament roots? And for sake of time, I'll get right to it. It's the judgment and the fall of Jericho in Joshua chapter 6. Look at the parallels. In Joshua 6, there are seven priests, each having a trumpet. Seven priests, seven trumpets. There was required silence before the seventh trumpet for six days. Joshua commanded the people, he says, you shall not shout or let your voice be heard, nor shall any word go out of your mouth. And then he says, the seventh day when I bid you shout, you shall shout. And so you have six days of trumpet blast, kind of a a warning of a climatic judgment coming on the seventh day. And by the time we get to a Revelation chapter 11, the seventh trumpet will be bringing in the end. In other words, it pushes us right to the end, even though we're nowhere near the end of the book of Revelation. The seventh trumpet takes us to that final judgment. And so you have six days of trumpet blast, the seventh day, boom, Jericho falls, the seventh trumpet in Revelation 11, we reach the final judgment. And so what is this? This is holy war. Christianity is involved in a cosmic war that began way back in Genesis 3.15 and goes right through all of human history. And then we see another scene in heaven where an angel presents an incense before God that's basically the prayers of the saints. And from these prayers of the saints, we find that the very coals from the presence of the vine majesty of God most high on his throne, kind of like if you could take a portion of the heat in the midst of the sun, and he puts these together and then throws them upon earth in judgment. And these coals from the divine presence are really what is then described in the seven trumpet judgments. And what in the world would be the prayers that would cause such a reaction? It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery at all. Back in Revelation chapter 6, when the fifth seal was opened, there were the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. And they cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell upon the earth? That's the question, the answer, Revelation 8 and the trumpet judgments. And these are terrifying catastrophes about to be released on earth. Now, this is where I part company with a lot of teachers of biblical prophecy, because unlike many or even most Catholic interpreters, I don't think these trumpet judgments are simply metaphors and allegories. We find things like a some type of 
celestial catastrophe with the first trumpet, and it results in one-third of all green things on earth, the trees and the grasses, to be burned up. Then there's some type of fiery mountain cast into the sea, causing widespread destruction with the seventh trumpet. Exactly what that is, we don't know. We do know on occasion mountains blow their tops. They're called volcanoes. With the third trumpet, we see a star falling from heaven, making the waters through the earth poisonous. And then finally, the sun, moon, and stars darkened with the fourth trumpet. And we know from history that at times when there's been multiple super volcanic volcanic eruptions, you don't see the sun, the moon, and the stars. So what's all this saying? Obviously, John is trying to relay in picture format for the mind what he is seeing, but he is not simply describing some type of religious metaphor. You know, when it comes to a passage like this, so many commentaries are filled with what I call eschatological valium. Eschatology is a study of the last things revealed uh, in Scripture. And eschatological valium starts with the rapture theory, which says, don't worry, we're going to be taken out of this earth before any difficulties arise, including persecutions and things like these seven trumpet judgments. Okay, that certainly pacifies you, but the Bible wasn't written to pacify people. And then you have what I call the extreme preterist or the extreme historical viewpoint type folks who say it's all past, it's all metaphor, or it's simply an allegorical expression of judgment upon first century Israel. No problem. No apocalyptic judgments will be coming on this world between now and the end. And I dare say that what's being described in chapter 8 for instance, is probably something a whole lot more like meteors than metaphors. Listen to, for instance, Job, a passage I just came to mind uh, recently. Job chapter 9 and verse 5, talking about God. He who removes mountains when he overturns them in his anger, who shakes the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble, who commands the sun and it does not rise, who seals up the stars— Didn't sound like uh, Job was talking metaphors, but then modern interpreters would say, well, we don't know who Job was or who, who wrote the book of Job. Let me give you a hint. It was Job recorded the book of Job. Isaiah 13, there's an oracle against Babylon with all kinds of fearful things happening on the earth. The earth shaking, all kinds of terrestrial and celestial judgments. Yes, it's an oracle against ancient Babylon, but ancient Babylon is a prototype for all Antichrist-type empires. Historical Babylon, the Old Testament, Rome, first century, Antichrist empire in the future. And what happens in Isaiah 13 when, when the day of the Lord's judgments come on the earth? Men's hearts melting with fear. So what am I trying to do, scare the living daylights out of you? No, but I would like you to be sober, but listen to this. In Ezekiel chapter 9, you find the exact same thing taking place. Actually, Ezekiel 9 and Ezekiel 10. In Ezekiel 10, 
There's the same burning coals that we read about here as Revelation chapter 8 opens up. And then the coals from the divine presence are cast to earth in a form of divine judgment. But do you remember what I shared with you about the chapter just before, Ezekiel 9? Go through the city and put a mark on the forehead of those who groan for the unrighteousness that they're witnessing. And that mark on the forehead was a Hebrew tau, the cross, the T. And so they're marked in Ezekiel 9, and then they're preserved from the judgments coming from the burning coals from the very throne of God in Ezekiel 10. In Revelation chapter 7, drawing obviously from Ezekiel, they're marked before any judgments take place in Revelation 7, and then in Revelation 8, the judgments fall on the earth. So, what should be our reaction to all this? I think Psalm 46 would be a great start. God is our refuge and strength, our very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though men's hearts are fainting with fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved, though its waters roar and foam, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Even if the earth is literally moved out of its axis or orbit or whatever, God will help the city of God. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 88 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com. Thank you.